progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. In the wake of political figures passing away from glioblastoma, you might have questions about this form of brain cancer. My guest today is Dr. Cameron Parsa. He's a neurosurgeon and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Dr. Parsa, we've been hearing a lot in the media about glioblastoma. Tell us what it is and who is at risk for this type of brain cancer. Hi, Melanie. Uh, So glioblastoma multiforme is a form of brain cancer that um, develops um, primarily in the brain. It does not metastasize from anywhere else. Um, It's essentially a grade four cancer. Uh, What I mean by that is that it is uh, the most aggressive form. Uh, It is not curable, unfortunately. Um, And within brain cancers, there are four grades, uh, with grade three and four being the most aggressive, um, it comes from, uh, the original name is a grade four astrocytoma, but because of its multiple, uh, different clinical presentations and microscopic presentations, it is called a multiform glioblastoma multiform. Who is at risk? Is this, because you said it's not, it's not metastasized from somewhere else and that it is the primary tumor. It, does it just show up? Is this a random thing? Because it's not really that common, is it? No, it's not. It is not a, it is not a common cancer at all. Um, and there is no specific um, um, genetic uh, markers uh, that definitively uh, place any certain population at risk. Um, there are some markers that may, uh, uh, for treatment purposes, may potentially uh, respond to adjuvant therapy, but really it's a spontaneous uh, form of uh, cancer. Uh, It can hit anyone, anytime. Uh, Usually the age range that it hits is between 40 and 60 years old, but it can even present in younger children and in older adults. So tell us what symptoms or red flags would send somebody to see a neurosurgeon or a neuro-oncologist or a neurologist or their primary care provider if they're experiencing these? Because Dr. Parsa, people get a headache and they think, oh my gosh, I have a brain tumor. So, you know, people go to these far reaches in their mind. What are the real symptoms? What do you want people to look out for? Again, um, it's very, you touched on the exact point why it's difficult to um, advise anyone to go immediately to their doctor uh, because that is the initial presentation, headaches. And uh, we all have headaches. You know, I had a headache two days ago. So uh, it's very, very difficult to advise anyone who has a headache to rush to their primary care or uh, uh, neurological specialist. Um, but there are some other symptoms. If there are headaches that are uh, associated with neurological findings, uh, what that means is if it is if you have a headache and you find that you cannot speak as well, or you 
are just not yourself or your family member says, wait a minute, why did you just do that? That's not your normal uh, behaviors. Or if you have numbness, tingling in your arms, legs, uh, associated with the headaches. Those are scenarios where uh, uh, I would advocate to seek medical attention as soon as possible to make sure that it is not uh, obviously uh, something as uh, serious as uh, GBM. So you mentioned that there are treatments, but most of them are going to be working on the symptoms. Tell us about some of the promising new therapies, whether it's immunotherapy or CAR T cell. What are some of the promising new therapies available today for glioblastoma? Uh, Well, let me start with what the standard is, and I'll go to new therapies. Uh, The standard therapy, uh, well, first uh, you look at... um, the patient themselves and the disease process. If untreated, glioblastoma uh, multiforme is the most aggressive cancer known to man. Uh, generally speaking, it will take your life within uh, two to three months. Um, so the standard treatment is maximal surgical resection uh, with uh, adjuvant uh, chemotherapy and radiation therapy. Uh, these, the, these three is a standard treatment, and this has increased survivability to approximately two years at this point. Uh, now, the new treatments that are uh, being performed at tertiary care centers throughout the country are all, um, uh, none are standardized. It's essentially different approaches trying to treat a very aggressive tumor. Uh, some involve... Uh, uh, as you mentioned, immunotherapy, using different vectors such as viruses to go to the tumor. Um, others uh, are looking at more stem cell-based treatment patterns. Some are looking at more effective radiotherapy. Uh, others are uh, repeat surgery with uh, different uh, wafers or uh, intraoperative treatment patterns. Uh, you name it. There is probably dozens of clinical trials going on, uh, going on in the country that are available to the public. And uh, all of these centers are taking patients uh, and attempting these uh, uh, promising treatments. It's just we don't have any form of cure or definitive uh, direction where everybody's going towards it, sort of all over the place. Dr. Parsa, as a result of what you just said, when is it necessary to stop treatment and start planning for end-of-life care, and how do you discuss that with the patient, or what do you want listeners to know about when that discussion starts, as it did for certain political figures, you know, and we heard about it, that discussion has to come into play at some point? Um, Well, so... We, we have a grading scale that we go by uh, called the Karnofsky grading scale. And what that is is essentially looks at different, uh, 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 gives points to different activities of daily living. And uh, we, and there's, it's, it's a multiple questionnaire and it's done with a physical therapist. And, and uh, once the number comes up, generally speaking, if you are above a grade of 70, uh, it is recommended to attempt to be aggressive and do all the treatments possible. 
once you start to hit below 70 or you're, you have an advanced age uh, as well, uh, then in those scenarios, it may be a better idea to focus on quality of life as opposed to longevity. Um, and, uh, you know, brain repeat brain surgeries and chemotherapies and uh, radiation therapies really take a toll on the body. So um, that is, it's an extensive discussion generally held by a neurosurgeon, a neurologist, neuro-oncologist. It's a team approach with the family members. Um, I, if the patient is cognitively able to, uh, I always leave it up to the patient to decide, obviously. Uh, but uh, if anyone is diagnosed with a GBM uh, and um, and is initially uh, cognitively functional, I would advocate to, as soon as possible, indicate who their medical power of attorney would be. So if a scenario arises to decide whether it's palliative care or continued therapy, uh, that is uh, it's more appropriately uh, uh, directed. Uh, so uh, it's a long discussion. We use the, uh, to summarize, long discussion. We use a Karnofsky score from the medical aspect, uh, ultimately having a team approach of family members, multiple medical specialists, and seeing what the patient and family want uh, is the best. Uh, and we generally uh, advise to go that route. Dr. Parsa, wrap it up for us. With so much information out there today, summarize it. Glioblastoma, explain just what you would like us to take away from everything that we're seeing in the media and what you've said here today. So um, glioblastoma uh, or uh, multiple or GBM is unfortunately a very aggressive tumor, the most aggressive we know of. Uh, it's it's uh, treatment should be directed uh, from a multidisciplinary approach uh, and have an extensive discussion involving the patient and family. Uh, there is no cure at this time. Uh, there is only, uh, not only, but treatments which have significantly increased survivability, but the key component is also considering quality of life. Uh, open communication, transparency uh, is the key, I believe, in all of this, uh, and, um, and and really uh, palliative care also plays a major role as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Parsa, for being on with us today and sharing your expertise, explaining all of this for us, because it can be a little confusing when so much information comes at you. So thank you again for joining us. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, please visit palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.